Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Happy Friday. Hello. We're almost to the weekend. <laughs> I know. I know. It's uh I'm I'm looking forward to the weekend. We've we've been those of you guys who know Jim and I, we work all the time. And we've been um like trying really hard on the weekends to minimize or like no work. And mm-hmm. so we uh I'm looking forward to this weekend. We're gonna yeah. try to go out for a drive and so he can show me a little bit more about the uh Oklahoma panhandle uh, oh, yeah. where he where Jim grew up. We're still there right now. And it all, uh, it all looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean he has taken me a couple of places where um there's some change in the topography yeah, <laughs> and true. it's awesome. and it's been pretty i mean we uh we did a drive out to clayton clayton new mexico, clayton, new mexico and then up around a lake and it was beautiful <clears throat> and i've never seen so many canadian geese in one place yeah. nor heard them when they were all angry at the same right, time because right, yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty loud, but it was it was impressive, and I and I thought to myself, I'm glad that these are not like attack geese, <laughs> or killer geese, because yeah. I mean there were literally were thousands of Sounds them like in this. It it really did. I mean that okay. So imagine you know you've seen like the birds, mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock, yeah, birds. These yeah. are these are not huge birds. Imagine Canadian geese. Yeah, coming soon to a theater near yeah. you. Gus <laughs> Goose NATO. Goosenado. Good morning, Emily and George hey, and Karen. We're y'all. happy to have you all here. And um, yeah. so, yeah, uh, it's been a good week. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, uh, just a reminder, I, we talked about it a little bit last week, and we'll be putting out some stuff about it um, over the weekend. But Brent Carmichael and um, Mark Burkholder are joining us on Monday. Monday um, and that's going to be a really great show. They're both really... Um, just powerhouse feel really fortunate of, to yeah get smart guys like that right? For microphone, right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that they're just so willing yeah and that's well, the thing that i love is it's just like sure yeah. you know where do we where do we uh yeah send me in. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know who this facebook user <laughs> is you're in kissing kissing cousin country <laughs> oh. Uh, i don't have any well uh, yeah, yeah. lots yeah. of cousins yeah, yeah. oh my gosh yeah. every time we um head out it's like oh this is your cousin from such and such and we were having a uh dinner with some friends that jim grew up with and Mm -hmm. and the gentleman is like i'm related to everybody in town yeah and so there must be some of that but not which i suppose it's a small town it is a different than when i grew up here but it uh, is lovely people though really really very very kind and um and it's uh jim born and raised and his mom born and raised Mm -hmm. in the same area yep. so it's yeah. kind of weird to go to walmart and uh-huh. to people you haven't seen since high school oh thanks george that was jared thanks oh, jared. jared poking jabs this morning <laughs> and it was sent from an android so yeah. apparently there are like share yeah. things that don't allow you to do that and you know we we can continue the android whatever thing yeah um uh one other thing before we get started is uh the event that's coming up in march mm-hmm. um we do have um if you get on to buy here, pay here, nation, TV.com, 
um, go to register and use the discount code Early Bird Morning Show, and that will get you $125 off. I keep forgetting so, to mention that. Yeah. yeah. So. And then also, um, we're at about the 10 day mark, 10 business days to get videos turned around for those of you that are sponsoring your commercial. We're getting yeah. quite a few people in this yeah. week. That's nice. So yeah. It's, we, it's uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we're just our, one of the things that we, um, where we're going with nation television is, is that it's, uh, we absolutely, I think we talked about this last, last time. It's like, if you can get to a live event, you yeah. should go. Cause yeah. there is nothing like it. You just, you get the chance to talk to people, meet people one-on-one. You cannot, you cannot replace that kind of connection, mm-hmm. but not everybody can sure. and not everybody has the bandwidth or whatever. And so that's one of the reasons why we've created nation TV. Gives um, you, it gives, gives us a chance options. to bring education to your living room. Yes, so. and and because there are a lot of dealers out there that either are new enough in the business that they can't get away, or new enough in the business that they can't afford to get away mm-hmm. too. So sure. this is just something that we can not to mention all mm-hmm. those dates in between events that they can still be receiving education. Oh yeah, can, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as we as we get going. So, yeah. um, so today big topic. Um, and, um, go ahead. Well, we, we, Jim and Brent Carmichael talked about this on tote the notes. So if you want to get a really in-depth, uh, view of this topic, um, get on our YouTube channel. Um, it's octane group. Is an octane group. Octane dot group. Octane well, dot you mean group. to find the, the podcast? To, to find the podcast. Oh, or actually it's it, at the Institute. Well, or um, YouTube channel. YouTube channels were syndicated, just but it's Google it's, tote the note. Just Google, Google tote, tote the note. note. I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah. So, and it's on um, why dealers fail. Right. And it's, uh, we were looking today and I mean that whole, just on YouTube, mm-hmm. we've had about 200 views. Yeah. It's been, uh, just on YouTube. That's right. not on the syndicated stations that people have watched it and have stayed connected to it the whole time. So, yeah. you know, so it, which is good because it's really great information. We're gonna, So we're going to kind of talk about a little bit of that. Today. Yeah. And of course it's a huge subject and it's hard to, you know, come up with uh, a lot of common denominators, but I, I would urge people to time to go find that episode mm-hmm. from last year because yeah. Brent and I, you know, kind of did a long form discussion on this subject. And, and uh, I watched about half of it this morning and I just think, you know, people, really need to tune in to hear Brent Carmichael yeah. and with all of his experience. Um, and Brent's know, been around the industry for uh, Brent was Jim's moderator moderator mm-hmm. for the 20 group when Jim had a dealership. Yeah. Um, he came in as a moderator ago. partway into yep. my time and as a dealer. And so, yeah, yeah super he's you been know, bright doing it for guy a long time. and uh, you know, people enjoy listening to him because he's mm-hmm. got a ton of experience and, yeah. and shares it freely. And, and so, yeah, I think that I would encourage people to find that podcast. Um, you can just look up why dealers fail and mm-hmm. uh, starting tomorrow, you'll find this one and the yes. the one that's the long form. But yeah, I think for today, we just kind of wanted to revisit that topic because it is something that, you know, people can't hear enough about, mm-hmm. you know, what are the mistakes that we see folks make? Obviously the work that you and I do, we're out there all the day, all the time trying to help folks avoid the expensive mistake. That's part of what we do as coaches. Mm -hmm. And so today is kind of just getting the high level parts of, you know, what we see and kind of what Brent and I talked about that, that day. And there are just some really important things that we break down, you know, in that conversation. But I would say, you know, one of the themes that I can say that I shared in that conversation and that Brent affirmed is that one of the things that we see is dealers and buy here, pay here who fail or maybe struggle or kind of get behind with their bank or whatever, uh, often just move too fast. Like they just, 
And part of this is what I call kind of the intoxication factor. Like Mm -hmm. if you're coming out of retail or franchise and you step in the buy here, pay your business and you suddenly find customers that aren't fighting you on price and aren't fighting you on interest rate and, you know, will happily buy a car, you know, if if I'll just agree to put them in with a thousand dollars down, then that gets kind of intoxicating for people that have been making a living in retail and franchise in particular and, and people coming from other, you know, walks of life as well. But when you've been fighting for gross profit, you know, in, in retail and franchise and you step into buy here, pay here, then that's tempting to just, wow, look at all this profit. You yeah. know, let's do lots of this and let's create a lot of these contracts and let's go, go, go. And they kind of, you know, for, for football listeners, you kind of outsell <laughs> your coverage, you know, you kind of, you out, you know, they, in football, you're talking about out kicking the coverage, you know, on a pun mm-hmm. or kickoff, whatever, but um, it's really kind of, just thinking ahead to one of the things we have in buy here, payer, and you've heard me say it to so many clients is like, I'm a, I'm a believer in the buy here, payer space, not generally in business anyway, but I'm a believer in walk before you run. Right. You hear me talk yes. about that. Like, so we think that's an appropriate yes. approach. Uh, doesn't mean you have to walk for a long time. It doesn't mean, you know, that you can't be, you know, running. And, and I often say that's one of the challenges I find myself when working with retail dealers, especially coming into buy here pairs. I sometimes find myself in this weird position of having to pull back the reins on these thoroughbreds. A lot of them are, <laughs> yep. you know, these type A individuals that are used to go, go, go mm-hmm. and sell, sell, sell. And so sometimes I'm having to kind of pull back on the reins a little bit and say, let's let's slow down and let's make sure we have well, these pieces in place. That actually goes into like the the second um bullet point about Uh this is about you know when you move too fast you neglect some very important pieces and Mm -hmm. that's the infrastructure that's about understanding how all the pieces work Mm -hmm. understanding the you know the process and having processes so that you're not that you it's it's a well-oiled machine it's not just a fast machine yeah but it's a well-oiled machine, a very fine-tuned machine. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's it is it's one thing to like we put together this thing and we're gonna hit the gas all the way fully and it's it gets in there. It's like, you know, I, I'm yeah. sure that when you think about someone building a car and they put this thing together, it's like, let's see how fast you can go. That that's dangerous because you hit that gas and it's like, oh my gosh, this gas gets wrong. This this belt is not properly whatever. Mm-hmm. This widget gadget whatever is not is not tuned yeah and so it you get out there and you're going fast and it's like all of a sudden you hear the boom 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 and then you might go again or you might not yeah Yeah, that's that's a good way to think about it i think um and the other thing that i told in that is um and for folks who don't know i spent a short time two and a half years or so in the retail like um franchise business, you know, used uh, mm-hmm. cars too as a salesperson and a sales manager. So I had, you know, introduction to that space before I stepped into buy here, payer. But I can tell you that it didn't take me long to adapt to the buy here, payer mentality. Uh, probably helped that I owned pawn shops before I ever, you know, mm-hmm. was in that business. So I understood <laughs> a little bit about the finance side of it. But uh, the bottom line for me is I think, and I told that story, by the way, in the Tote the Notes uh, podcast with Brent, I did tell the story about my own dealership. Like I had my own dealership failed. And I tell the story about, you know, where I went off the rails. And and so it's a, it's a simple so you've lesson. Learned to, and, oh yeah, and, for sure. And that, and the other thing is, you know, you've, you've experienced yourself and we've been, you mm-hmm. and I, in the last couple of years have talked to enough dealers to it's like, oh, that, that's a problem. Oh, that's, and it's a, there's common themes yeah. around, um, 
some of these pieces. Well, and I think back to the thoroughbred thing, and I see Karen Barnett's joining here. She yeah. meets some of these folks too, like uh, George Bat. You've talked to a lot of these folks over the years. Is like one of the things I, I remember a story, and I, I didn't tell this in the conversation with Brent. It's like I remember meeting a dealer who we were coaching in to buy here, pay here. They had already failed in buy here, pay here, and were wanting to make a go at again. Had a new investor want to make it go again. I was coaching them into it, and I remember the gentleman told me one day he said. And my prior dealership, he said, I personally delivered 15 cars in one day. He said, I personally delivered 15 cars in one day. And those of us listening who've been around this business can already say, think the same thing. I was thinking, well, there wasn't much underwriting then, was there? You know, we didn't, we didn't underwrite the deal. We didn't much verification or whatever, because mm -hmm. that's just a huge amount of volume for any one person. Right. Yeah. And so it's just, I think that's that thoroughbred thing is like, you're, you're racing to what? Like, what, what are you creating as you do that? So I think for me, sometimes you've heard me with clients that they'll, they'll get in business and they'll, you know, they'll sell three cars a day and they're excited and they call and they want to celebrate. And I say, look, I hate to be, you know, a Debbie Downer, but I said, I'm more likely to celebrate with you when the customer has made a payment that crosses you into profit or, because really today we haven't done much of anything except take a risk on a customer who hasn't shown a lot of financial responsibility in the past. And so mm -hmm. why are we celebrating the fact that we, and, and look, we get it. You got to create contracts to create cash flow and all that. We get it. But we, we sometimes put the celebration in the wrong place. All we've done today when we sell a car is go negative on cash. Typically, you know, mm -hmm. profits out there in the future, if the contract goes well, and what Brent said in the session was, that, you know, often we don't, we don't know if we made a good decision for about 18 months. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. so we got to be careful about celebrating yeah. prematurely and, and keep our eye on the, the bigger prize, which is successful contracts, uh -huh. helping the customers be successful. Right. Yep. And like having very, um, very, um, good rails for your underwriting yeah. and, you know, all the different processes and, and Absolutely. those things that help you be able to write good paper and be able to collect well on that paper as yeah. well. Because I mean, you can, you can also have great underwriting, but mm -hmm. if you don't have a good collections process or good collections team mm -hmm. or, cause we've seen as well that, that their dealers is like, they're out there and they're selling, but they are burning and churning through customers. Sure. And, Michelle has to take a call. She'll be right back. So, um, I forgot to silence my phone. I'm sorry, but but they're 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 churning through customers because what ends up happening? They don't have a good collections process, mm -hmm. um, you know, and and good training in their collections, and so all of these deals that they have written, that it's it's like well, it's it's a crapshoot. Maybe they'll pay, maybe they won't. And if they don't pay, we'll just refund, we'll just repo. And it's just, it's, there's, yeah. there's a lot more to it that could be helpful with you taking the time to create the processes and the systems and the, you know, when do you call them back and what is the first thing that you do, you know, a collector when they come in to, to help be the most successful in that collections. It's, it's again, it's um, walk before you run. Let's figure out all those processes before we just, you know, yeah, because Bullet you know, into something. Uh, Brent also told the story about a dealership that he was, you know, involved with. They sold to a, um, actually it was a public company that bought the dealership and they had this really aggressive growth strategy and they acquired that operation and uh, implemented their aggressive growth strategy and were out of business in no time. And so mm -hmm. it's like, that, you're right, that's infrastructure piece is part of what he cited in there is like, if you lack the infrastructure to support that growth, 
then you just end up creating a really volatile, um, even, you know, unprofitable portfolio. Mm -hmm. And so that's not anything anybody wants to hurry into, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, we, uh, those of you who know are familiar with what it is that, uh, our why and, and what it is that we really, uh, our foundational pieces is that, uh, we're not real fans of just burning through customers and it's, you know, uh, it's, you really want to be able to develop a relationship and that's where the success comes. That's mm -hmm. where, um, and you know, some people that might be in a bigger market have the ability to burn through and not feel that as hard financially as some, in a smaller, but it's just overall, it's, um, you know, just, well, it's a couple of things about yeah. that. I mean, one, if you just look at the experience of both the customers in that ex mm -hmm. example and the employees, like the whole team, that's a really negative, you know, environment. And so that's, there, there's a, that factor. Doesn't well, and it doesn't have anymore. to be an attitude thing with the mm -hmm. dealer. Like, you know, I, I don't care about the customer or whatever, but it's like, if your team doesn't have the tools and the framework to work, mm -hmm. that's, it's kind of the same thing yeah. is that, you know, you're going to burn through customers because you don't have the framework for your team to be able to be the most successful. Yeah. Which I think leads me to the part about, um, one of the other reasons we see dealers fail is they really kind of get lost in their performance reports, financials. Mm -hmm. They really don't have a good way to understand what's happening in their business. And sometimes by the time they are in a bad place, it's too late. Like they, they might get underwater with their mm -hmm. borrowing base or those kind of things. And so, so another one is performance tracking. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and that ties to financials too. It's like, you know, we need to understand first of all, how our portfolio is performing, how much cash it's yielding. And so Brent and I talked about that in the other uh, podcast, but it's basically we have to understand those things and, and we have to kind of understand them because that's the other thing we see with people coming out of retail is they just don't, they have a hard time adjusting to this whole thing with, um, you know, cash flow and how it's different, you know, in our space and, and so on. And so if you, I, that's one of the things I shared is I just think if, if we come into the buy here, pay your business and we're very sales minded, like we're heavily sales minded day in and day out, I would say, be careful, maybe find a partner. That's, it can be a dangerous recipe when you, when you're very sales focused and you don't take the time to really put the pieces in place on the collection side, then you're, you're really not accomplishing much. And so it goes back to that thing about getting drunk on the profits and, and kind of celebrating prematurely is like, we, we really don't know, you know, how well we've done with that contract because of, like you said, underwriting and some of those things, but we really can just sell to a place where we're having trouble managing the portfolio. And now, you know, it's like we're, mm -hmm. we're losing about as many customers as we're putting in the portfolio. And so that's just a, a thing that we, we know that that's um, a thing that can be avoided. So are you talking about um, uh, dealers not understanding their portfolio enough to know whether or not it's healthy? It's yeah. one thing to have, you know, a good amount of cash coming in mm -hmm. or whatever, but to understand if it's healthy or if it's not healthy. Right. Yeah, for sure. You got to know if it's performing well. So you can obviously take corrective steps when it's not. And then also that helps forecasting cash flow, mm -hmm. you know, and anticipating how much, how many deals you can afford to fund, you know, next month and the month mm -hmm. after that. So it's all those factors. But I think that, you know, the one piece that I, I want to make sure we talk about is the other one is just leverage. Like, and, and I, I would urge people to just find that podcast so that you can see the expanded explanation around leverage, because we did talk about some scenarios where you can do some calculations and you, when you, when you, over leveraged 
then you take away a lot of the margin for error that is um, available in buy here, pay here. And so, you know, we, we don't have to get into all the numbers now, but we just know that, and, you know, Karen's listening and some of the other folks that have been in this space, like it's, it's a common thing when you get over leveraged, when, when a bank will advance a, a higher amount, whether it's a partner, cousin, you know, whatever, where mm-hmm. the money's coming from or your own money, if you're putting too much of money to your money in as a percentage of the, the assets in the portfolio in particular, then that can get you in a bad place. And, and we're headed into a, a fairly uncertain time in buy here, pay here. Most folks are predicting that um, that there will be more opportunity for buy here, pay here in the next, you know, 12 to 24 months. I don't have any reason to dispute that. I, I'm not a prognosticator in that way. My, my attitude has always been, it's kind of just going to stay the same. Like it's going to be, you know, same amount of uh, funding opportunity for most of us, but, but either way, you just, we got to make sure that we are, have our posi- our business positioned well mm-hmm. for whatever uh, business is to come. I do think, you know, obviously with inflation being what it is, um, it does seem like we're going to be in a time where it's going to be important to run your business in a, in a lean and healthy way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think it's all the more reason for us to, to, you know, guard against these things that we see, you know, take dealers um, into a, a bad place. And then the last piece that I also touched on with, mm-hmm. with Brent and uh, you know, something that we, we just see, and I, and I realize, look, when I'm, when I'm talking, dealers are listening who, you know, might be a client or former client or potential client either way. It's like, I, I obviously feel an obligation to share the things that we see to help people mm-hmm. avoid finding themselves in a bad place. And one of those things that I see across the industry and kind of ties into this whole thoroughbred thing I'm talking about is just the simple thing about ego. And, and I've talked about it. I mean, we can say that ego itself is not a bad thing. I mean, it's part of what drives us to get out of bed and do what we do every day. It's part of what drives a lot of people to be successful. I think the part that I'm trying to bring forward and make sure we think about is when, when ego drives us to build a bigger portfolio than the guy across town or, you know, we want to be the biggest but put other people out of business, the whatever. Yeah. It's egos. Egos by itself is not a bad thing. It's just that when ego causes us to make judgments or make decisions that aren't consistent with the things we just talked about Mm -hmm. infrastructure being, you know, and and buy here, payer, we've got those added layers of, of things we have to address. And so when ego drives us to especially move too fast, like Mm -hmm. where we started, when we move too fast in this business and that's often driven by ego, then that's a dangerous recipe has been my experience. And like I say, I'm not, you know, we all carry some degree of ego, right? It's not, uh, yeah, it's not that exactly. it's a bad thing. It's just that when we let it cloud our judgment, when we let it drive us to a place where it clouds our judgment and we, we get intoxicated yeah. by the profits or we get intoxicated about out buying the guys at the auction or whatever that looks like, just, you know, that might work better in retail. Uh, and buy here, pay here, I feel like it's a dangerous thing. And I think it's something we got to get our ego in check when we step into buy here, pay here and, and really think about playing a long game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I um just, yeah, I'm maybe kind of on a, not really a personal level, but um, when, when, when people are, when dealers, when people in general are, are making decisions based on ego, because I know, or I'm right, or, you know, I'm right, you're wrong. Um, that kind of thing. Um, from your perspective, that may be true, but it may not be true. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so pulling yourself out of that. And I, uh, I'm, this has been like a theme just for me, personal, personal growth, all of that kind of stuff is that, um, sometimes there might be a better way. Sometimes there might be a different way that will get different results. Sometimes, you know, that, that, and being able to pull yourself out of, um, I know what I, I, I know this is the way you do it. Um, you know, and not looking at, um, uh, your choice or your decision as an option, but it's mm -hmm. like, this is the right choice or this is the right way to do it. And there's just a lot of, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. Yeah. And, and so sometimes ego mm -hmm. keeps us from being able to be open to see other ways of doing things that, you know, you may be really successful doing it this right way, but making a tweak, if you open yourself up to it, you, you may change the results. And, you know, another piece to that is, what do they say? You know, if someone's that's like, I'm just, I just got to try harder. I just got to do more. Well, it's the idea that doing the same thing and getting a different result is the definition of insanity. Right. It's like, if it's not working for you, then you really should step away from the whole decision-making process, the whole, you know, your whole model, whatever it is, and look at it from a different perspective, ask someone else to look at it, whatever, mm -hmm. um, because that's going to be the best. And pull yourself out of feeling hurt if you did it wrong mm -hmm. um, and being able to look at a different perspective and, and be just open to the idea of yeah, there being a different way. That kind of ties into me to the conversations we've had in the past mm -hmm. around, um, you know, I've always pushed back for the most of my professional career. When I hear this phrase that comes around pretty routinely, which says, you know, execution is everything. We've, most of us have heard that expression, execution in business is everything. Well, I don't think that's fair. And I think what the reason it's not fair in my mind is that it doesn't allow room for the creative innovation or innovator, you know, that is part of a business. And so you can kind of tie this to what we're saying is you can show up every day and work hard and to X's and O's, but if the strategy is flawed and we're, we're just married to it, cause this is a strategy I committed to and I'm going to show up every day and I'm going to keep working this strategy. That's, that's execution, but it's maybe, maybe in the wrong direction. And so that's why I say, I don't think execution is everything because in my mind, execution is without a clear strategy, a clear vision for where we want to go. That's just movement. That's activity. And yeah. so that's why I say, I think the way it ties to what we're talking about here is I think, you know, ego can sometimes keep us from getting to a place where we can take off the blinders, accept some, you know, take a look at some other perspectives. So this is one of the arguments, frankly, for a 20 group is why, you know, dealers ought to think about being in a 20 group at a certain stage of business. It, it certainly could make sense. But, but even if you go to 20 group, you got to be able to take the blinders off and listen to other ideas and not show up to sell people on this is on my way right. of doing business. Mm -hmm. I'm right. I'm, I'm committed to this mm -hmm. plan. We have to be open-minded and this is where ego gets in the way of us being open-minded sometimes. And so I think, you know, if I see a common denominator across um, the industry with failure, and I'd, I'd love to continue this conversation with folks who've been at this business a long time and they've seen a lot of dealerships come and go. And so I just, I, I, 
I question if that, you know, other people are seeing the same thing because it's just been my observation, which, you know, I've been in more than half the U S states, you know, working with mm -hmm. dealerships. And like Brent said, thankfully I haven't had a lot of my own clients fail, but we know what happens and you know, the stories and you kind of, you know, get the, get the piece together what's happened. And I would just say that's, that's kind of the common theme that I see is ego causes us sometimes to drive too fast. And this business just really has needs, needs some underpinning. Yeah. You know, so there's, uh, we've covered five different things. So just to kind of a wrap up moving too fast. So watch how quickly you're trying to, uh, how intoxicated you are with, oh my gosh, I sold, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, the next one is lack of infrastructure. So having a good underwriting process, having a good collections process, having people in your team really understand what their, what the, what the process is, what their rails are. Um, and so, you know, you, you can feel really confident about that infrastructure. Next one is performance tracking and accounting. Um, so do you really understand what's happening in, in your portfolio? And if you don't say so. Yeah, be it's okay. To, be prepared to say so and get some help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause there's, there's, um, you know, we could probably bring on Amanda and she's like, oh yeah. my gosh, they came to me when it was already yeah. a mess and, yeah. and I wish they'd come. Yeah. 10 years earlier sure. because could have saved them a lot of heartache. Well, how many they? dealers have said that to us? How many, uh, a lot of dealers survey, have said right? that to us. <laughs> um, and then over leveraging yourself is, it is, uh, the fourth one. So just, you know, make sure that you're not, uh, you're not too deep in debt that if, if, uh, if something were to go a little bit sideways that it wouldn't just completely cave you. And I think that, um, I, I know it was Darla was one of the people that talked about this idea, but it, you would mention there's others too, that it's, if you, if you can't double your charge offs, mm. um, and still stay above water, then you have a problem. Yeah. Brent and I talked about yeah. a scenario. On the yeah. Empire. And then the last one is ego. And so, um, you know, yeah. just, uh, realize, and, and it's, it's a beautiful thing that in this industry that it is our lot of type A personalities mm -hmm. and you have to just like, I can conquer the world. And mm -hmm. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's a really beautiful thing, yeah. but let's just make when sure that we kind of keep that. It's um, just unfortunate when we put that effort in the wrong direction. That's it, what I see. It, so it, I think yeah. that's what we, we try to, you know, be mindful of is, you know, it's, vision it's having so so part of that is around what you said about the reports is we have to have clarity yeah. about where we're trying to go with our business and a lot of dealers yeah. are, are lost in their numbers and yeah. it's understandable it's difficult in yeah. this space to really have a full grip and on. i think one of the things um thanks for your comment george about uh doing wrong activity faster just gets you where you don't want to uh, be quicker permission to borrow yeah. <laughs> yeah. um is one of the things just closing thought from me that Jim is always, you know, uh, when we talk to new clients, you can never sell yourself out of a problem. That's, that's rarely the solution. The solution is to not sell more. That's not the solution. So don't, you know, if you're having a problem with, with how things are going in your business and, and it's just, and if you find yourself going to that, if I could just sell five more, I'd be fine. If I could just sell 10 more, I'd be fine. That is not a solution. Yeah. If you find yourself saying that, recognize it as a, as a, as a potential problem and, and uh, reach out. If we can't help you, we'll point you to somebody who can. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on Friday. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Looking forward to Monday, Brent Carmichael and Mark Burkholder, Burkholder will be joining us. They have all the answers. They, they really do. They're both really amazing. And yeah. I really, I like them an awful lot. All right, guys, have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much for joining us.